In every age, there is a kind of person who tries to minimize the importance of truth-defining and truth-defending controversy by saying that prayer, worship, evangelism, missions, and dependence on the Holy Spirit are more important. Who has not heard such rejoinders to controversy? Let's stop arguing about the gospel and get out there and share it with the dying world. Or, prayer is more powerful than argument. I love the passion for faith and prayer and evangelism and worship behind those statements. But when they are used to belittle gospel-defining, gospel-defending controversy, they bite the hand that feeds them. Christ-exalting prayer will not survive in an atmosphere where the preservation and explanation and vindication of the teaching of the Bible about the prayer-hearing God are devalued. Evangelism and world missions must feed on the solid food of well-grounded, unambiguous, rich gospel truth in order to sustain courage and confidence in the face of afflictions and false religions. And corporate worship will be diluted with cultural substitutes where the deep, clear, biblical contours of God's glory are not seen and guarded from ever encroaching error. That is from written by John Piper in his book, Contending for Our All. Welcome back, everyone, to the Seacoast Community Podcast. It is the month of November, and the book that I am reviewing this month is Contending for Our All. And this is a this is part of the I forget what it's called, the Swans Are Not Silent series. Yep, the Swans Are Not Silent series. This is book four, and this is titled Contending for Our All. Defending Truth and Treasuring Christ in the Lives of Athanasius, John Owen, and J. Gresham Machen. If you have listened to this podcast before and you have listened to it around this time last year, then you will see that this is not the first time that I have picked up a book in this series of books by John Piper. He, over these series of books, he takes about three individuals per book and gives you a brief biographical sketch on the person and and something in particular about his life and this month's book is is a bit different and and it's different because of the topic that is at the center of this book and the and that topic is controversy so John Piper picked these individuals because these three individuals Athanasius John Owen and J Gresham Machen were individuals who uh, who battled in controversy they were men of controversy though they were not controversial figures they were not looking for controversy for the sake of controversy but they entered into controversy for a for a specific reason or specific reasons and so this is what we're talking about this month in the lives of these three individuals. And the, the, this excerpt that I read to you is talking about how, and maybe you've heard this before, about how, uh, about how uh, doctrine or theology has a tendency to divide, to divide but why don't we you know, just unite? Let us, let us be about unity. Let us fellowship with one another. Let us, you know, the gospel is important. And 
Uh, and that's what matters. We need to share the gospel, make disciples, and that theology theology has a tendency to divide. So let's disregard theology and just focus on unity and promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Piper would say, I, I love that, that passion for evangelism and fellowship and unity. Those things are certainly important, but doctrine matters and theology matters. And uh, it is... And so it is, it, it's, it is the kind of ministry that is focused on results, right? Where you have a ministry that is thinking about, okay, well, look at all the churches that we've planted. Look at all the people who have believed in the gospel. Look at all the people that we have baptized. Look at these numbers, right? Why are we going to get ourselves uh, so caught up in doctrine, in theology, when look at what look at the numbers look at what we have been able to to produce and praise god for for what appears to be good fruit but it is but theology and doctrine is is essential for the life of of a christian it's the life essential for the life of the church and you cannot have true unity without believing the same things and this is uh, what these individuals believed and so for this episode we are going to briefly talk about Athanasius and Athanasius was born in AD 298 in Egypt and he became the Bishop of Alexandria in the year 328 at the age of 30 and the people of Egypt viewed him as their Bishop until he died in 373 so again became the Bishop in 328 and the people viewed him as their bishop until the day that he died in May 373 at the age of 75. Now, that they viewed him as their bishop until the day that he died is, is a significant point. Why is that? Reason being because in his decades of serving as a bishop and as a pastor to his people, seven, uh, that's 45 years, uh, 17 of those years he spent in exile. I believe, I think, I believe he was exiled th three times. I think, uh, according to the book, it was the second exile that was the longest out of the, the three exiles. Now, why was he exiled so much? Well, there was a man, a deacon, by the name, not in, uh, deacon in Alexandria. I'm not. It's. I don't think they're belonging to the same church. Uh, I'm not quite sure how this works out because he was the Athanasius was the bishop in Alexandria, but then we had this deacon in Alexandria. Um, anyways, but there was a deacon whose name was Arius. Now Arius looked at the scriptures, looked at the gospels, and looked at the title of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he came to the conclusion, well, if Jesus is the son of God, then he must have had a beginning. But, and so Athanasius began to, to refute that. He began to write against that. And there was uh, another individual, uh, Eusebius, who uh, took up Arius's theology and became the head of the Arian cause that uh, essentially denying the divinity of Jesus Christ because this is what happens when you deny when, when you say that Jesus had a beginning then you are saying that Jesus is not a divine 
right? Because if you had a beginning, then you, you, you cannot be divine. You cannot be eternal, right? But the scriptures tell us that Jesus is the eternal word of God. And, and it's because of this controversy, because of this, this, this heresy that we, and oftentimes the reason why we get many of the, uh, of the councils throughout church history and the confessions there, they typically are in response to a heretical teaching of their day. And so then you have a group of bishops or a group of pastors uh, coming together and they are uh, essentially agreeing on what they believe to be orthodox faith and they put this in writing and they say this is the confession that we believe in this is what this is the the doctrine this is the theology that unites us and athanasius uh, believed that we cannot have unity within the church if we cannot believe if we cannot agree that jesus is divine and because of this, and because he refuted this, and because many bishops sided with this uh, this Arian uh, heresy, many uh, many uh, tried to paint Athanasius in a negative picture. They uh, said some things about him that were untrue, and uh, and all in all, because of these reasons. Uh, a, it led to his being exiled by the Roman emperor three times. Again, 17 years of his 45 years as a pastor was spent in exile. But he wrote prolifically. He refuted uh, this idea that Jesus is not God. And so this is where doctrine matters. And so he wasn't looking for controversy, but he made controversy because he understood the truth and the truth was worth defending. I mean, just think about it. If Jesus had a beginning, then it means that Jesus is not God. And then if Jesus is not God, well, then there's no gospel, right? But Jesus must be God. Jesus must be divine if he is going to save his people from their sins. It takes a God to take the sins of his people and absorb the wrath and punishment of God in their place. Only a God could do that, not a man. And so this mattered a great deal because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So again, he was looking for controversy, but he made himself into a controversial figure because he was looking to defend the truth of the divinity of Jesus Christ. We live in an age where we want to, uh, at least in, in many uh, church circles, where we want to just be nice. We don't want to fight with anybody, of course. We don't want to argue. We don't want to be controversial. We don't, we don't want to spark controversy with anyone. Like, we just want to keep the peace. And the Bible does say, live peaceably with all men as far as it depends on you. But it never says at the expense of doctrine. It never says that we should, we should uh, acquiesce to the culture. It never says that we should conform to the culture. It never says that we should downplay theology and doctrine in order to make peace with all men. But Jude writes to the church that he uh, sought to explain to them or give to them the, the, uh, the glorious gospel, but he felt it necessary to compel them to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And I do believe that we live in an age where we must contend for the gospel of Jesus Christ because truth matters and, and salvation and eternity is at stake 
if we are not willing to stand for and defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. And sometimes that means that we, we, we spark controversy, though it's not our desire or intention to do that. But sometimes we cannot help it because we must be proclaimers and defenders and contenders for the truth. So that is very briefly uh, the, the life of Athanasius and why he was a controversial figure, especially to the Roman Empire uh, of his day. Next week, then we will talk about John Owen and what kind of controversy he got into. And we know that it's on account of the truth. It's for the defending of the faith. So until next time.